about two or three weeks after I came here in 2017 on Wednesday night, I gave you a little outline. Now I'm going to expand on that outline tonight as we go back to it and talk about the compassion of Jesus. Uh, and I don't think, I think it's indescribable. I think we have pictures of it uh, in the word of the Lord, but it's indescribable. And I hope tonight you will grasp the full extent of our Lord's compassion as it stretches toward you and toward me. We're going to describe it tonight from Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. Over the next months, candidates for president of our country are going to spread themselves across the land. They'll hold rallies and town hall meetings. They'll give speeches, hold debates, shake hands, kiss babies, and make promises. But most of their words will, and most of their promises will fade into history have little, and having little to no impact on people with real needs and real problems. On the other hand, when we open the Bible, we find that Jesus did something similar. He went out among the people and he held rallies. He attended town hall, synagogue meetings. That's basically what they were. He made speeches. He shook hands. He held babies. He blessed them while holding them. He also made promises. He saw needs, he addressed needs, and he met needs. No one ever spoke like him. No one ever touched like him. No one ever cared like him. No one has ever done what Jesus did when he visited a village or a community. And so tonight, we're going to talk about the uniqueness of the compassion of Jesus. And you see it here in these verses, beginning to read in verse 35. Of Matthew chapter 9. Jesus was going through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Seeing the people, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into the harvest. I just want to make some very simple statements about the compassion of Jesus. And you see the first one there on the screen. The compassion of Jesus was an all-inclusive compassion. The Bible says, if you'll notice in verse 35, he went into all the cities and villages. He left no one out. He was not selective in his ministry. While his mission was to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, his passion was to enter every city, city and every village. His purpose was the same in every place. He came to preach, he came to teach, and he came to heal. If it was a physical sickness, he came to heal it. If it was a spiritual sickness, he came to heal it. He came to meet needs wherever they were and whatever they were. 
And so as we think about the compassion of Jesus, one of the things that we need to think about is are there needs here tonight? Are there needs in your life? Are there needs in our community? Is our Lord's compassion still an all-inclusive compassion? I think about the vast number of needs in, in our community, needs that, you know, we just had to purge our prayer list. We purged it not because we wanted to take anybody off, but because it got so large, we just needed to start it over, and the print was getting so small. Does the print ever get too small for Jesus to read it? Do the needs ever get too vast for Jesus to be concerned about all the needs, all the needs of people in our community? Uh, presidential candidates are going to go uh, across the country, and, and they're going to uh, use uh, find needs that, as you know, they will, uh, whatever party they belong to, that will give them photo opportunities and put them in the best light. They will address some of those needs and they'll pass over others, but the compassion of Jesus was an all-inclusive compassion. He left no one out. Uh, my grandpa, when I first surrendered to preach, my grandpa was not a preacher. I'm not a prophet nor the son of a prophet. Uh, my grandpa was a, a truck farmer. That's what he did. And, and uh, he didn't go to church. He didn't go to church because the preacher offended him when he said something about his hat. And he didn't like it, and so he didn't go to church. At least when I was growing up, he didn't go to church. In later years, he did go to church a little bit, and he even went to church with me to the church where he grew up and heard me preach on one occasion. But he called me Bud, and he said, Bud... Don't ever pass up this one to go see that one. In other words, if you're going to go out and make a visit to somebody, don't be selective in the people that you go see. Don't go see one because they have more than somebody else. See everybody. Be fair. I thought that was a good piece of advice that he gave me. And Jesus was like that. He left no one out. His compassion was all-inclusive. Number two, the compassion of Jesus was an all-encompassing compassion. He was concerned about every need. There were spiritual needs and physical needs. You'll notice here, the Bible says the people were disoriented to God. They were lost to God. They didn't know where to find Him or where to look for Him. But in Jesus, God came looking for them. I love that little song that the preschoolers sang uh, a few weeks ago. Jesus said, If I was lost... He would come to me, and he showed me on that cross. He will come to me. He went to them. I love, I remember the first time I heard, I didn't know it was a Squire Parsons song. To me, it was a Ronnie Cottingham song. Ronnie sang that song. He came to me when I could not come to where he was. He came to me. That's a reflection of the compassion of Jesus. The Bible describes these people as distressed and dispirited spiritually. Maybe as Matthew writes these words, remember he was a tax collector, probably not a happy guy. Uh, the tax collectors weren't popular people. So maybe he remembers what life was like before Jesus found him. What is life like for you tonight? Are there burdens that you don't feel like you can carry anymore? I was walking around 
shaking hands this morning and spoke to somebody and they told me they were discouraged. Do you know what it's like to be discouraged? I know what it's like to be discouraged. I know, as the black preacher said one time, my head was hanging low like a bulrush in the morning. I know what it's like to feel that way. When you don't have the energy just to put one foot ahead of the other because you're overwhelmed with problems. So there might be burdens that you can't carry anymore, problems that you can't solve, and broken places in your life that you can't fix. These people had no understanding of God's purpose for their life. They had, when Jesus came, that's where they were. They had no sense of God's activity in and around their life. They were like sheep without a shepherd. Do you know how it feels just to be lost? Do you ever feel that way in your life? I'm just lost. I don't know where to turn or what to do. But when Jesus came, they experienced a compassion that embraced their needs. His compassion embraced all their needs. I want you to listen to the translations, the various English translations. Try to describe these words. Try to translate these Greek words. I'm going to give it to you from, from about five or six different translations. First, in the, in the translation we read from the New American Standard Bible, it said they were, they were distressed and dispirited. In the Amplified Bible, it says, bewildered, harassed, distressed, dejected, and helpless. In the New Living Translation, it says, they were confused and helpless. In the New International Version, it says, they were harassed and helpless. In the Holman Christian Standard Bible, it says, they were weary and worn out. In the J.B. Phillips Translation, it says, for they were as bewildered and miserable as a flock of sheep with no shepherd, in the Good News Bible, it says they were worried and helpless. Do any of those words describe you? Maybe as you sit here tonight, all of them describe you. Obviously, the needs were many, and each of those people, as all of us, we're in, we're, we're in different stages of need. Different stages of need. Everybody's got a need here tonight. I know that. I'm, I know that. I have needs. All of us are in different stages of need somewhere. How far down the list are you? How deep and dark and desperate is the need that exists in your life? Our Lord's compassion reaches out to you in your need, whether it is a physical need, like my checking account is broken, or a spiritual need, I've got some sin in my life that I can't shake. Or an emotional need. I'm depressed, Brother Eddie. Our Lord's compassion reaches out to you. Next, the compassion of Jesus was an all-powerful compassion. The Bible says here, he met every need. Listen to the different translations describe it. The New American Standard Bible says, he healed every kind of sickness and every kind of disease. The English Standard Version, every disease and every affliction. The New Living Translation, every kind of disease and illness. And then the Wycliffe Bible says, it's a little older, it says, healing ever, every languor and every sickness and healing all languishes, languishing or ache and all sickness. I point this out to show you that there were no needs that Jesus found too difficult. You know, uh, 
I was reminded this morning in talking in here in this sanctuary to someone I love who was discouraged. We talked a little bit about Jeremiah. Jeremiah is, people in Hamilton used to say when I would preach from Jeremiah, they knew I was discouraged because Jeremiah was a discouraged prophet. And on one occasion, God asked Jeremiah to do something, and he did it. He was obedient. And then after he did it, he said, God, I don't know why I did that. What I did was just stupid. You asked me to do something that's never going to work out. It's absolutely impossible. There's no way that this is ever going to work. And the Lord said to Jeremiah, he said, look, boy, in the words of Brother John Henry, look here, boy. Am I not the God of all flesh? Is anything too hard for me? Now you put your need beside that question. Is anything too hard for me? Is your need too complex for the Lord to meet or too difficult? No, it's not. The woman with the issue of blood was sick for 12 years. Jesus helped her. The Bible said that she had been to all different kinds of doctors and she'd spent all her living and hadn't got any better but only worse. But she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be well. And she did and she was. And then Jesus found that guy beside the pool of Bethesda who'd been there for 38 years. And knowing that he'd been in that condition a long time, Jesus looked at him and said, do you wish to be well? And he gave all sorts of excuses as to why he never was well. He was waiting for the moving of the water, waiting for that angel, waiting, then waiting for somebody. And he said, somebody always gets in first before me. And so the Lord didn't fool with the water at all. He just, he just healed him. So you and I can be moved with compassion, but ours is, is not an all-inclusive and an all-powerful compassion. We can't help everybody, and as a matter of fact, most of the people that we talk to who need help, we can't help at all. We're helpless to help. In fact, in the face of our own problems, we find ourselves, if we admit it, distressed and downcast, harassed and helpless and dispirited. But Jesus is not. His compassion is an all-powerful compassion. The Bible says here, He entered every village and He healed every kind of sickness and every kind of of disease. Next, the compassion of Jesus was a deeply perceptive compassion. He felt every need. I really like one verse in the Bible, and I've told it to you before. It's Isaiah 63 9. It says simply this In all their affliction, the people in the Old Testament, in all their affliction, he was afflicted. Your problem doesn't always bother me like it should. My problem doesn't always bother you like it should. As a matter of fact, you can't enter into my problems and I can't really in, enter into yours. And I may not always feel your pain. Look, I may not have walked the shoes that you've walked in. And so I may not know how that burden feels like you know how it feels. But Jesus always does. 
And let me tell you something else. You know what? We got some past hurts in our lives that we carry that we're afraid to talk about and we don't talk about much because we think nobody knows how this feels. Nobody knows how bad I hurt. Nobody knows how hard this is for me to carry. But the Bible clearly says that Jesus does. The Bible says here in the J.B. Phillips translation, he was deeply moved with pity. The Good News translation says he was filled with pity for them. He felt sorry for them. Peter had witnessed that. The disciples, you know, Peter, one of the disciples, witnessed that he saw Jesus come into his own home. His mother-in-law was sick with a fever. Jesus stooped over the bed of his mother-in-law, and, and, and he later encouraged others because he experienced him himself. He said in 1 Peter 5, 7, you can cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. He really does. In the Phillips translation, it reads, you can throw the whole weight of your anxieties upon him for you are his personal concern. In all your affliction, he is afflicted. He feels your burden and your pain, the weight of it. Our Lord's compassion exceeds sympathy and becomes empathy. He feels your need, touched by our affliction. The weight of your personal burden weighs upon him, and he wants to carry it with you and for you. You know, for a long time, <clears throat> I didn't like the verse that I mentioned this morning. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It sounds good until he says, Take my yoke upon you. Well, I didn't need another burden on my shoulders. And I read that verse and I would think, why do I want to wear the Lord's yoke when I got him yoked up with enough stuff already? But you know what he's trying to invite us to do is to say, if you'll get in the yoke with me, I'll help you carry your load. I'll walk with you. It's an invitation to receive his help. So when he saw he was moved, he was moved because he knew that deeply perceptive compassion is, a, is an all-seeing, all-knowing, all-sufficient, all-powerful compassion. Next, the compassion of Jesus was a far-reaching compassion. He called others to be concerned for the need. He was concerned for fields where there were people who had similar needs he said, in faraway places, there are people who need to be taught and preached and healed. He, he, he said, pray that the Lord will send out workers into the harvest. The harvest is plenteous, but the workers are few. He felt the burden of future needs. And I want to ask you, did he have your personal need on his heart when he called the disciples to prayer? Did the quilt of his compassion cover you then? Does it cover you now as he, as he stirs others to pray for you when we're called to pray for missions and missionaries? Is this not a reflection of our Lord's own far-reaching compassion and his concern for the pressing needs of others? When Jesus looks at our world today, is he still moved with compassion? I believe he is, and I think you are too. You, you, are, you believe that too. So seeing the people that's what it says. Seeing the people, he was moved with compassion. Well, let me ask you, how far can Jesus see? Just how far can he see? 
I know you've heard the story about the man who was in court and he had seen something that happened at night. He had witnessed it. And the judge said, well, just how far can you see at night? He said, well, judge, I can see the moon. How far is that? How far could Jesus see? Let me ask you that. Does it matter? I mean, really? If he saw you from the foundation of the world, think about that. He told Jeremiah, he said, or God told Jeremiah, he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. How far can Jesus see? Do you think when he was talking to his disciples then that he could see the need in your life, the need that exists right here tonight? You think, well, that's, that's impossible. Why would it be impossible? You think of a computer that can keep a registry of everything, an AI that everybody's worried about and concerned about that has so much knowledge, and you don't think God's bigger than AI? Can God not know everything from whatever point, from whatever place he's standing into whatever distant place into the future that it needs to be known? Your present need is no mystery to him. It's not hidden from him. He knows it all on, the, on that day. He saw them. He saw me. He saw you. And tonight he's looking into my heart and your heart with all your needs and all my needs. And lastly, the compassion of Jesus is a perpetual compassion. He still meets needs today. Our Lord's compassion never runs out. Mine does. Yours does. But not his. From city to city, from village to village, from person to person, Jesus was able to have power and pity. His compassion was not diminished from one person to the next, nor his ability to meet the need. So... Tonight, as you stand in the midst of your personal need, you think the Lord, does he care about you? Does he know what's going on in your life? Does he have the ability to reach into your situation and do something about it, regardless of how complex it might seem to you? He sees you, and he cares about you. The present needs, the future needs. And so what our Lord asks us to do is simply to trust him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let's get in and let me help you carry this thing. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And you will find rest for your souls. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your love and your mercy that is expressed to us, Lord, on a daily basis. We sang about it. Great is your faithfulness. Morning by morning, your mercies are new. Your mercies were already prepared like this sermon was already prepared before today, before there was ever anybody who said, I'm discouraged, I'm depressed. Before these people, Lord, came in here with their needs, you knew about their needs. You know them all and you care about them all. You know every person by name. You know the intensity of each need. And Lord, I just pray that you'd be very close to them and remind them of your love as individuals, that you know their name, that you know where they live, and that you are in control. In Jesus' name I pray.